Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Am I the only person that didn't get the memo that we were supposed to dress up today? No, you ain't got to dress up. You have to dress up. Be yourself. Oh, okay. All right, just make it sure. Be free, Charlemagne. Be free. I saw my guy, Jim Kerr. I started to say Steve Kerr. Jim Kerr downstairs with a tie on. Yeah. I was like, what? You got on your little blazer. Angela, you got on her prom dress from 72. It's like, what the, <laughs> like, what's going on out here? What am I what missing? you got on a jean suit? No, it's some sweatpants and a jean jacket. No. Mm. Yeah. Well, after the, after the show today, we have to go head over to uh, NASDAQ. I don't know if you're supposed to say that. Oh. I think they, I think Why they are right. I don't know. We're going to be live. I don't think it's a secret. They're gonna be, we're going to be, well, anyway, we're heading over to NASDAQ. And oh, okay. the company is uh, being traded on NASDAQ again. Right? Heart. I heart, yeah, I heart, I believe so. So we're heading over there. It sounds like inside trader information. I don't know if you should no, say these things. Oh, okay. It's all in the news. I heard media announced. You just scared the ish out of me for a second. I ain't going to front. That's what made Martha Stewart go to jail. You just scared, scared the ish out of me. Uh, I heard CEO Chairman Bob Pittman made a statement about it. It's not okay. a secret. Thanks, uh-huh. you just scared the ish out of me. <laughs> we got invited. Yeah, we got invited. So we're heading over there. And after. Uh, so are we ringing the bell or something? No, yes. we're not. We're going to just be there when it happens. Are we not even ringing the bell? Why would you be ringing the bell? So why are we going? Why they invite us? So we could be there. I want to ring some of the bell. I thought we was ringing the bell too. Well, at least let me put the hand, put my hand on whoever's hand, whoever's hand is ringing the bell. Who gonna ring the bell? Whoever has on a blazer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> well, today, my uh, after this, my daughter uh, is getting four wisdom teeth pulled out. I you told you, I did. That? I did all four of mine at once. Yeah, she is nervous. She is scared. They got to put her to sleep for a little bit, right? Yes, you do. And then, and then, I remember my uh, the oral surgeon who actually. Uh, remove my wisdom teeth. He was like, "All right, pick what song you want to hear, mm-hmm. and count backwards from ten. And by that time, by the time I got to seven, I was knocked out. Yeah. He put on whatever music I wanted, and then I woke up. Didn't feel a thing until the numbing wore off. Then it cr- was crazy. It wasn't crazy. They did give me a prescription for painkillers. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up having to use it. Okay. So it was. I felt it, but it wasn't like I needed painkillers. Okay. All right. Well, she's doing that today. She's extremely She'll nervous. Be fine. So I'm gonna head over there. It's a lot after of blood. That. Oh my gosh. Great. I hope she's not listening. You have right to now. put all the cotton okay. in the back of your. No, I'm just telling you what happened. You gotta happens. do this after. Yeah, after so that the uh, bleeding. So you have to keep it there to keep. You know, it. I know with them teeth full. Me no. Oh wow. Lucky you. Yeah, just full. Yeah, with them teeth full. Four of them or two. Not four at once, but I'd probably have gotten. I don't. I don't have no wisdom teeth no more. How many wisdom teeth you come with? Four. four. <laughs> How many you come I got, with? And I got four. all of mine. How many you come with? Uh, I got all of mine pulled at once. Then she won't be able to eat anything for a little while. She have to chew in the front of her mouth. Oh my goodness. But it's fine. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's fine. It's not that bad. You can't eat chew with the, the back. You just of your can't teeth. chew. You got to put cotton have in your like, mouth because you're gonna bleed to death. But you'll be fine. I didn't say bleed to death. Just to keep it. Goodness so you, gracious. Don't uh, bleed all over the place. Well, we'll see how this works out. Hopefully, she everything will be okay and. Uh, 
she'll go through it. Because I think she's going to get to the point where she's going to go and she's going to have anxiety and be like, F this, and she's going to feel sick. But we'll uh, see. That's a part of life. She'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, Frederick Haynes will be joining us this morning. I like P- Frederick Haynes. Uh, he's a pastor. He's a great friend of Michael Eric Dyson. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know who Michael Eric Dyson is and you think he's a great wordsmith who has a lot of good wisdom to share, then you will enjoy Freddie Haynes. Okay. So Trust we'll, me. We'll kick it with Trust him me. in a little bit. And what else we got? He was front page new. Oh, wait. Today is Wendy Williams' birthday. Happy birthday, Wendy Williams. Drop on the clues bounce for Wendy Williams. Yeah. Haven't said happy born day, Wendy Williams, in 10 years. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, today she is 55. Well, probably longer than that. So happy birthday to Wendy Williams. Damn. Wendy 55. What's mm-hmm. you going to get her? Nothing. Time waits for no man, does it? A woman. Uh, a woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams doesn't need any uh, born day presents this year. Okay? Yeah, she got it on God home. gave her the greatest gift that she could ever receive, and that is a divorce from Calvin Hunter. Damn. All right? Hey. Hey. Every time you say that, that just comes on. And it just comes. Hey, his name is Doodoo Brown for now and forever because Goodness. he is always doing too much, and he's from Brownsville. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracker. Front page news, what we talking about, you? Well, y'all thought y'all was being cute using that face app to see how much older you can look. We'll tell you why that could be dangerous for you, and now people own all your pictures. Okay. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Uh, well, let's start with El Chapo. The feds have already got rid of him. He's no longer in Brooklyn. They've already put him on a helicopter to uh, go right to Colorado where he's going to be in his Supermax prison. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to life plus 30 years behind bars. So they were like immediately... They got him out of Brooklyn fast. Yes, huh? get it started. Mm-hmm. They're not playing no games. All right, now Instagram is testing their hidden light counts trial. They're doing this whole trial. So imagine on Instagram, people won't be able to see how many likes you got anymore. How do you think that will affect you? Well, the company said the purpose is to relieve pressure among all these users who are so concerned about who is liking their posts. That's going to be great. I love that. I'm mm-hmm. all for that. You know what I'm saying? Now people going to have to post on Instagram just for the sport. They all said right? we want your friends to focus on the photos and videos you share and not how many likes they get. You can still see your own likes by tapping on the list of people who've liked it, but your friends will not be able to see how many likes your post has received. I think that's great. Now, if you use that app, FaceApp, uh, whoever owns it and some Russian company, they're actually going to have access to more than, to all of your uh, face and name and everything. So they own that now. So you still own your face but they can do whatever they want with those pictures, anything that you use once you uploaded that. And by the way, more than 100 million people have downloaded that app from Google Play. So it's the top-ranked app in 121 countries. So they own all of those pictures and are allowed to do anything they want to do with that content. So all before, when people were posting on Instagram and Facebook and doing the face recognition stuff on Snapchat, they didn't own that then? No. They own, they own these, they can do anything they want with these pictures. But they couldn't before? Like, like the social media, like, in general couldn't before? The internet couldn't before? Use your pictures? Yeah. No, you can, I think you can sue people for just taking your picture and your likeness and well, using it. Well, boy, there's a lot of people on their memes that need to get to suing. That dude with the phone, who they use all the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. need to get the goddamn suing. Well, I think if you were using it for financial purposes, like for an ad, you can't just take his face and put it in an ad. So they, I don't so you're believe saying that you're saying that the app, the people that use the app can use your picture for an app? I don't believe that. The people that, yeah, it says on it, you grant face app 
a perpetual, irrevocable, non-exclusive, royalty-free, worldwide, fully paid, transferable, oh. sub-licensable, license to use, reproduce, modify, adapt, Damn. publish, translate, create derivative works from, distribute, publicly perform, and display your user content in any name, username, or likeness provided in connection with your user content and all media formats and channels now known or later developed so, without compensation. So basically what you're saying is it's fine print that you niggas didn't read. All right? Pretty, pretty That's much. basically what happened. Right? Right. Yeah. So everybody was so <laughs> wanting to be grandpa and grandma that y'all wasn't even reading the fine print. Now you done gave away all the likenesses to your photos. Genius. Dropping the clues bomb for the Russians. They win again, goddammit. They win again. But all right? I, I mean, they didn't totally win. I didn't use that. I, I didn't download it either. I didn't use it. I didn't did download I. it. But but I shout saw... out to Dan who works with us. He's the one that downloaded it and <laughs> made us look older. I definitely didn't download it. <laughs> but drop one to man, the Russians, boy. How can we beat them in 2020? Jeez, Jesus right. Christ. We can't. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a horrible morning, or maybe you just want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Marcus. Yes, what's up? Get it off your chest, sir. Hey, I just want to get off my chest, man. This whole face thing is really getting out of control. Hey, guys, if y'all really want to know, when you put that WWW World Wide Web and you put anything on the Internet, you're giving it access to anybody to use it anyway. Uh, Facebook has the same, you know, language in their uh, contract when you log on. So the Snapchat, so the Instagram. I kind of thought that. really wanted to get your information and stuff like that. They already have it. Passport, your license. Um, Why would Facebook I mean, have my passport information? Well, not Facebook. I'm just saying the government. Well, the government well, got everything. the I mean, government you, you has gotta, it. You got to get your passport it's from, issued the, from government. the government. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, what? I mean, that's two different points. We're talking about, what I was talking about was the government has your information already. However, we automatically, you know, waive that right once you put stuff on through social media. I mean, right now, anybody can, you know, if your Facebook profile is open, take your pictures, put it out there, and change them how they want to. As long as it's not for any financial gain, you know. Well, this says, it, this says they can do it for a financial gain. Well, thank you, bro. Which is going to hurt a lot of those celebrities who downloaded that app to look old. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Walt. Lord, what's up? Get it off your chest. Oh, my bad. I said Walt, like Walter. Oh, Walt. Walt, Walt, Walt. Disney. Yeah, yeah. What's going, what's going on, everybody? I have to, um, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Man, I'm so excited to get through. I listen to y'all every day. I'm a trucker. Um, right, I'm from Philly, but right now I'm in the 803. Metro, what's happening? What's up, bro? <laughs> yeah, so I want to just get it off my chest, man, because I really feel like, you know, the, the average driver don't really understand, you know, the dangers of, you know, doing they like maneuvers around trucks. And so yesterday, I was drive. I was up in Eastern PA, uh, and I was driving up 81. And um, so it was a two-lane road, and I was in the right lane. And so I went to get over in the left lane because there was a hazard in front of me. There was somebody slowing down for somebody else who was trying to get onto the highway. So in order to avoid it, I, I, I checked my mirror and I had enough space to get over into the left lane, the fast lane. Now there was a car that was behind, that was trailing, that once, once she saw me trying to get over, she sped up. She tried to speed up. She yeah. tried to speed up. So I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like nobody wants to be behind the truck. <laughs> so she tried to speed up. 
and not let me over. But I, ha- I had already entered the lane. So long story short, she jumped onto the shoulder, and it wasn't. It was like a half shoulder, and on on the side of that was a ditch. And she 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 jumped onto the half shoulder and tried to shoot. And she shot up past me. And and the the, the thing that disgusted me the most was that. It was a woman, and she had three kids in the car, and there were two kids in the back seat. The two kids in the back seat couldn't be no older than about six, seven years old. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, if I'd have moved over five more inches, I'd have pushed them into the ditch, or I'd have ran them over with the back, the, the, my back tandems. Damn. And so well, you... I just wanted to just tell people, like, yo, like, let trucks do their job. Like, it's not worth it, because they would have all lost their lives. And it just really, like, as a trucker, it just it, it grinds me up, man. Well, be safe out there, bro. You in your truck now? Yes, sir. I'm on my way back up to Philly right now, man. Blow the horn one time, brother. That sing you like a yeah. light-ass horn, though. But we heard it, though. Thank you, brother. Be safe that out there. That ain't sound like no Mack truck to me. <laughs> that sound like you got that little thing that Lizzo be playing, and you just decided to blow it one time. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let, 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 let me roll down the window. Let me roll down the window. <laughs> man, if you don't stop playing Lizzo's flute <laughs> this morning. Man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on, Evie? Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning. Peace, King. What's happening? What's your name, bro? Rick, Rick. I ain't talk to you in a minute. Um, so, yeah, I, y'all talking about face that? I wish Russia would steal my identity with all the bills I got. Take my, take me. Uh, you worried about face that and them taking what? Your picture? To do what? They have your picture on Facebook. You have your picture on Instagram. You have a picture on everything else. They I mean, can't. They can't use it to monetize anything. They can't put it in an yeah, ad. They Angela, can't do Angela, things like that. What is, what is Russia? What is Russia gonna do with a dude from Brownsville picture? Put it All right. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> by the way. Hey. By the way, you say that. You say that until you go to Russia one day and see your face on a uh, herpes commercial, <laughs> advertising Valtrex. Listen, I'll take that. I wish they would For free. Identity and take some of these bills. They ain't, nothing, they ain't nothing to be scared of. We all out in the public everywhere anyway. So, all right. so you would have gave that up anyway? Now, I, I'm not saying. We out there anyway. Everybody out there everywhere. You don't know what they're doing with your picture in Russia. Now, listen, I, I, I kind of <laughs> agree, but I'm going to tell you something. When 2020 rolls around and the Russians are trying to get Donald Trump back in the White House and they got your picture so, up there on a poster that says... Trump. For Trump, you gonna be, you gonna be. Regardless of Russia, Donald's gonna get four more years. You heard his campaign last night. All people shouting about people sending people back. Oh, that's because Russia is America. Oh, that's because Don- that's because Don- that's because uh, the Democrats are a bunch of cowards. We don't know how to stand up to a bully. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on? Peace and blessings, man. Porter Pie, Sean Porter. What's up, bro? Peace and blessings, man. Oh, Sean Porter. My name is Sean Stone. Stone man. Ah, Sean Porter is the WBC middleweight champion of the world. <laughs> I think Porter Potty guy. Sean Porter. Ah, my bad. He doesn't want to be Porter Potty guy. I know. That's why I said Sean. What's up, Sean? Yeah, I'm good, y'all. Y'all played me up uh, yesterday on AG, man. I was trying to get some stuff off my chest, bro. Well, get your stuff off your chest now. So, Angela, you, I wrote a little song for you. Oh, right? boy. oh my God. Come on, stop playing with me. Y'all acting like I'm not good musically. Stop playing with me, yo. Go to Sean Stone, uh, 876 on IG, right? And Angela, yeah, I tweeted to you last night. So I just needed you to check it out. And uh, Charlemagne, you there? Nope. <laughs> Charlemagne, can you go to my Instagram page? I got a song for you, man, called uh, 
Watch over me, Lord. Watch over me, all right? I just told you I'm not here, sir. Huh? Well, thank you. We definitely check that out, I'm not brother. here. Yeah, check it out. Check all it right, out. Bro. Back okay. at it. Back at it. Tim, what up, Tim? Morning, guys. How you doing today? Good, good. Get it off your chest. All right, good. So just real quick, uh, I called about two months ago uh, and, uh, in May to say thank you again for raising awareness on mental health. Uh, coming from someone who suffers from mental, you know, from uh, depression, anxiety, and PTSD as well, it's always great to hear you guys uh, raising awareness. And specifically to you, Charlemagne, great book, Shook One, once again, want to say thank you. And not only for the book, but as well as your interviews with uh, you know celebrities like Ed Sheeran and Schoolboy Q, getting deep with their mental health as well. Showing them that you know, so in the world that that's not going with alone as well. Oh man, thank you, man. I'm gonna be in Miami this weekend at uh, we're having a Still Growing Summit. Uh, my man Kenny Stills and his foundation. Uh, so I'll be in Miami this weekend. Nisha. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Nisha. Get it off your chest. Um, I was just calling to just spread some positivity this Woo-hoo. morning, just to say good morning, and I hope and pray that you all have a good and blessed day today. I receive it. Thank you so much, Mama. <laughs> and we and we hope that you have a blessed day as well. Yes, you too. And Charlemagne, this is Nisha from Tampa, Florida, that called a couple months ago about Kodak, so I'm on some positivity today. Oh, I appreciate you, Nisha. <laughs> you sound Thank like you. a different person, Nisha. Charlemagne going to be in Florida this weekend, by the way. Huh? Charlemagne going to be in Florida this weekend. I'm not going to be in Tampa, Ooh. though. <laughs> I'm going to be in Miami, uh, the Kenny Stills Foundation, Still Growing Summit, you know, talking about mental health and all of that type of good stuff, emotional wellness, mindfulness. Okay, okay. Yeah, we got That's meditation good. for the kids, workshops, all kind of stuff. Licensed therapists will be there. It's going to be dope. Derek, get it off your chest. Yo. 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 Uh, first of all, y'all got hella commercials, man. I didn't even know. That's a good thing, sir. <laughs> uh, what's up, Charlotte, man? You was at Howard, you know, uh, didn't get to see you when you did your book signing or whatever, but... You know, it's all good. I'm leaving Howard now, though. You out of Howard? But I'm transferring for football, you know. Oh, okay. What school are you going to? Uh, one of them NC State schools or ECU. We're about to see. So you just leave You just leave a nice uh, HBCU to go play for the white man? I mean, he didn't like Howard, bro. Just leave him alone. He yeah, did not like not, Howard. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's the, um, my coaches that left, uh, they, they left. The ones that recruited me from Howard, they left to a white school. So, you know, they kind of left me high and dry. Oh, so monkey see, monkey do. I don't mean like monkey. Why you like, call him a monkey, man? Never wow, mind. what's going on? Go ahead. You leaving Howard. You ain't like Howard. Howard was whack, but go ahead. Um, I'm trying to go to the NFL, man, and I see this Colin Kaepernick stuff, and I'm just saying, like, like I, I think I got, I'm one of them athletes who I got morals. So I don't just do things just for, like, a check, and I, like, I would want to kneel, but I wouldn't want that to mess with my money, you know what I'm saying? So how do you think is the best way to, like, promote? advocacy for African-Americans, what's going on today. Bro, and, uh, I think I think you should get in the league first. Get a check. I, th- I think you should get in the I'm league yeah, first. I know, I know. Focus I know on... Where is Bond? How are you already thinking about protesting? <laughs> you ain't even getting the league yet. You ain't even in the league yet. What the hell is you talking about? I don't know. I'm, I'm just... That's just how I'm thinking, bro. I get it, but you don't have those problems just yet, sir. Get in the league first. I like the power of positive thinking, you <laughs> want. Right. Come on, bro. Concentrate on that league, league Put the weed in the bag first, bro. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. What position you play, bro? I'll start linebacker. Okay. All right. Well, good luck to you, man. What's your name? Garrett. What's your last name, man? I'm going to look for you in a couple of years, man, see if you made the league. Um, <laughs> Garrett Reeves. And y'all need to have some athletes up there, for real. More. What? Oh. Iguodala. We definitely have athletes Danny Green. Up there. I mean. But all right, we'll get I mean, some more. Y'all, y'all, get, y'all getting better, but, you know, I appreciate y'all, man. For <laughs> sure. All right, Damn. bro. Get it off your chest. 800 <laughs> We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, we'll give you some updates on what's happening with the Lion King and those numbers. Did you get your tickets yet? No. All right, also, we'll talk about somebody who has a biopic in the works. This could be interesting. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
can't believe this is still a discussion. We're in here discussing what's going to happen at Area 51. Because I never looked it up. Now I've looked it up. Now I'm intrigued. There's nothing at Area 51, bro. There's no aliens there. And How if, you know? And if you if you go, would you keep if you if you was hiding something from somebody, right? And everybody started talking about where it was, and they said we was coming to get it. Would you keep it there? Probably. Come on, stop. They moved them aliens a long time ago. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk ASAP Rocky. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Well, ASAP Rocky is still being detained in Sweden, and it looks like there's a pattern there. Now, Quavo spoke to TMZ and said he had some issues. Sweden had us. They had me and me and my cameraman on the curb, and they were trying to lock us up, too. They ended up letting us go. It is what it is, but Sweden real tough. All right, apparently there's some issues there, and it looks like Kim and Kanye also lobbied Trump to get involved in ASAP Rocky's case in particular. I told y'all Kim was going to do that. Now, they said that Kanye actually urged Kim Kardashian to talk to Jared Kushner, and Jared Kushner then filled in Donald Trump on what was happening, and Donald Trump believes that something is amiss. So they are supposedly trying to get there. A State Department member is supposed to arrive in Sweden actually today to work to get him out of jail. Oh, there go Kim K working her magic. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, then y'all can always just, you know, click up and go storm that place the way y'all want to storm Area 51 and take a trip over to Sweden. All right, Kirk Franklin biopic is in the works. That's going to be amazing. I think that'll be a good one, and I would definitely go see that. Now it's going to be produced by Devon Franklin. You know him from having been up here as an author, motivational speaker, director, and also Megan Good's husband. Okay. And it's going to be written by Brian Ivey. Now, Brian Ivey most recently wrote and directed Emmanuel, the documentary about the 2015 Charleston Church mass shooting. So that should be a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. The Lion King, since we're talking movies, they're saying worldwide, they expect by Sunday it's going to make $450 million. Wow. They said on the low end now. in the United States, it could make about $140 million, which is still great. But they're saying globally, that's what they expect, $450 million. They said already in China, uh, it's already made quite a bit of money there. So we should I'm excited see. about it. Why do you need to buy your ticket for this weekend, though? Why can't you just buy it for next week? Because my kids, kids want to see it now. See they want to see it when it comes out. It's going to be in theaters, guys. They want to see it this <laughs> weekend. They've been seeing all the coming not, attractions, the trailers. They want to see it It's now. not a one-weekend run. Do you tell Santa Claus not to come on Christmas and come two days later? I, I don't tell my kids about no goddamn Santa Claus. I work too hard to be telling my kids about some fat white man putting gifts under the tree. My Santa's not right. fat and white. My Santa looks like me. And, and if black. your wife ever cheats on you with a fat white man around that time of year, they're not going to say nothing because they're going to think it's Santa. Think about no, that. No, they should still say no. something. They're still going to say something. Yeah, no, they'll still that. say nope. something. No, because you're telling them a fat white man supposed to be in the house around this time of year. And this late at night. All right, now home. let's let's backtrack That's a little. One day, man. To <laughs> some comments that Jermaine Dupree made, because now he's speaking out to defend these comments. To refresh you, Jermaine Dupree was talking to People Magazine. They were talking about female rappers, and this is what he said. I feel like they're all rapping about the same thing, and I don't think they're showing us who's the best rapper. It's like strippers rapping. I'm getting like, okay, you got a story about you dancing in the club. You got a story about you dancing in the club. All right, who's going to be the rapper? At some point, somebody's going to have to break out of that mold and just show us, you know, talk about other things. Okay, so Jermaine Dupree wants to clarify because this clip went viral, but it didn't tell, according to him, the whole story of what he was talking about. So Jermaine Dupree was on TMZ Live, and here's what he said. It's a million female rappers that's out here rapping. What my statement was was about 
the three that, that she asked me about, it wasn't about a general conversation about female rap. I never said all female rappers. And the one thing I want to make sure I'm clear on is people keep saying sexist. I'm far from a sexist. Let's not do that. Do you regret doing the interview, or are you kind of happy that people are talking about it? No, nah, I don't regret it. I, I feel like, I know I'm saying I never dissed anybody, so I feel like the whole uh, action of this needed somebody to do this. He Why? said three rappers. What three rappers was he talking about? Nicki Minaj, Cardi, and Meg Thee Stallion. Why is Jermaine still talking about this, though? Better yet, why are people still yes. asking Jermaine about this? Like, who cares? Because it was news. It made news. It was, it was viral was two weeks ago, bit. wasn't it? No, it was last week, I thought. Exactly. Who cares? I mean, people do care because a lot of people responded and said things about it, and it sparked a whole conversation. So now he's doing interviews. He's really doing interviews to promote a documentary that he's doing. I can't tell. But everybody's asking about this. What's the documentary about? Female rappers? That's what it sounds like to me. No. Oh. But he's doing a documentary, and so when he's doing these interviews, this is going to come up. That's what they ask him, Just right? like if he came up here, we would have asked him about it, I'm <sighs> sure. I know. I'm sure we would have, though. And, you know, so that's what's happening. These are the first interviews he's done since those comments mm -hmm. that sparked all kinds of conversations from female rappers and other people as well. So. It seemed like so long ago. All right, now, Jadakiss. Let's discuss something that he just ate. Now, what's your favorite part of a pizza when you eat pizza? Um, There's only two parts of the pizza. It's either the crust or the regular pizza, I thought. No, I mean, or some the toppings. People, some people don't like cheese. Some people don't like the sauce. You some said people pizza get it with pizza, though. Yeah, what's your favorite part of pizza? What's our favorite topping? No, what's your favorite part of a pizza? Like, is it the crust? Is it the cheese? Is it the sauce? So people like to get the sauce without the sauce. How about all of the above? I like all of the above. Well, Jadakiss just got a pizza, and everybody's talking about this. He did a pizza with just the crust. So that was his special request, just crust only. So no cheese, no sauce, Nothing. no toppings, no just bread? Just crust. Y'all taking this vegan thing too far, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just bread. He got it from cuts and slices, too. So a lot of people are saying, uh, why would you even do that? A lot of people throw the crust away. I, do, I know my kids hate the crust, but. Yeah, so uh, now according to the owner of Cuts and Slices, he said, uh, Jadakiss has been telling me since I opened up to figure out a way to just serve crust, his favorite part of any pizza. So now it's a thing a year later. So people are ordering these pizza pies that's just crust only. Just and bread. Very trending. Yeah, it's just the crust. I don't know how that just tastes. Why not it's just like, eat toast? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why just, not just, yeah, just, just make some toast, Jada. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back from Page News, what are we talking about? Uh, since y'all are talking about Area 51, let's discuss the live streaming of the event that's going to go down. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's talk about Area 51, since y'all have been talking about this all morning. So far, 1.4 million people are attending the Facebook event page. You know, they're just watching to see what's going to happen. But now they are saying they're going to live stream the Storm Area 51 right. event. Well, good, you know. They can't stop all of us. Well, they're going to pull the screen as soon as everybody starts getting killed and clapped. All right. Now, the United States Department of Defense did state they will use deadly force to protect America and its assets. And that's just making people more interested. They can't shoot all those people. Yes, they can. Now with no real bullets. They got to use rubber bullets or something. They can't Why kill, not? All, kill all those people. There's a clear sign that says you're not supposed to get on this property. If you get on this property, you're going to get shot. Why do y'all not like rules? They can't kill all them Americans. Man, there. There's no way. I can't. I Every can't single one of them deserve to get shot. Just drop right? a, you say they just going to drop a bomb and start shooting them? It's a great opportunity to take out a bunch of clout chasers. All right. Now, let's talk about Donald Trump. He was at a North Carolina rally. And while he was there, people were chanting about Ilhan Omar. Now, you know her as 
uh, one of the congresswomen, one of the four minority lawmakers that were attacked by Donald Trump over the weekend. She was born in Somalia, but she's American. She's an American citizen. And here's what happened at the rally. Omar blamed the United States for the crisis in Venezuela. And she looks down with contempt on the hardworking Americans, saying that ignorance is pervasive in many parts of this country. Omar has a history of launching vicious anti-Semitic screeds. So wow. they start chanting, send her back. Now, she responded on social media, I am where I belong, at the people's house, and you're just going to have to deal. The way Donald Trump plays the media is masterful. Okay, yesterday, uh, Robert Mueller was supposed to testify. Trump had a rally planned for last night to distract us from whatever Mueller said. Mueller's testimony ended up getting delayed. So instead of us talking about Trump's crimes and him being a traitor and possible impeachment, we having pointless discussions about him being racist. We got him rallying the troops against Representative Omar. All distractions from the fact that he is a criminal, a traitor, and needs to be impeached. He plays the media masterfully. Now, Cardi B responded to Ilhan Omar's uh, remarks and said, you know you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. So that was her remarks mm -hmm. in support of Omar. Meanwhile, the Democrats are cowards. Nobody on that side standing up calling Donald Trump what he is, a traitor, a criminal. There's no one more unpatriotic than Donald Trump. He clearly doesn't like America. He wants to make it great again because he doesn't like this country. He's always complaining about this country. So by his definition, uh, we have to consider him unpatriotic. Isn't that, isn't that why he on AOC and Representative Omar? Yeah, these are American yep. citizens as well. He's on them for the exact same reason. He's just he he's he's unpatriotic too by his definition. All right, now let's talk about that viral app, Face App, that has over 100 million people have downloaded that from. Uh, Google Play, and now it's the top-ranked app in the App Store in 121 countries, but it turns out with the Russians, you have now granted them a perpetual, irrevocable, non-exclusive, royalty-free, worldwide, fully-paid, transferable, sub-licensable license to use, reproduce, modify, adapt, publish, translate, create derivative works from, distribute, publicly perform, and display your user content in any name, username, or likeness provided in, con in connection with your user content in all media formats, all of that without compensation to you. So every Everybody that was using that to see what they're going to look like when they get old and having fun with it. Now they can use your picture for anything they want with no fee to That's you. crazy. Well, here's the gag. All the people who downloaded the Russian face app are playing in the storm area 51. So they know they're going to get shot and they're not going to be here. So they don't give a damn no more. All and, right. and I was looking up what Facebook, what they have on their rules mm -hmm. as far as when what you agree to when you sign up for that. But they do say on Facebook, once you take down your picture, they can't use it unless, you know, other people have shared it or whatever, but they have nothing to do with that. So once you remove your picture from off of Facebook, it's not something that they, they can't own use it again permanently. And they also are very clear that you still own all of your own content. That's your content. And they don't really use it. They don't use it for ads. But if your face appears next to an ad, mm -hmm. you know, that's not them using it for an ad. So this is totally different than yeah. the Russian app. Yeah, it's different. So what have we learned here today? We learned not to storm Area 51 and not download that Russian app. I didn't download that. Did y'all? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. And I, I do want y'all to, really, don't storm Area 51. We don't want y'all <laughs> to get shot. Okay, if, it, if there was something there, it was moved a long time ago. It's been around since 1955, guys. Like, why, why would you keep aliens there knowing everybody knows that they're there? All right, aliens don't even want, don't even want to be there no more. I'm intrigued now. I'm interested now. You gonna go? No, hell no. I'm not getting shot. Ain't no aliens. The aliens are just like anyone else. Okay. Once they know that a bunch of niggas know where they live, they move. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just that's the way it is. My goodness. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Frederick Haynes will be joining us.
Mm-hmm. You want to tell the people he's who Frederick pastor. is? He's a pastor, man. That's my guy. Uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant mind. He uses hip-hop along with scripture to get his messaging out. You know, right. and uh, he's a great friend of Michael Eric Dyson. If you think Michael Eric Dyson is a great wordsmith, you will love Freddie Haynes. All right, we'll kick it with him in a minute. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Dr. Freddie Haynes. Welcome, sir. Good morning, my brother. Good morning. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. You know, I learned something about you new this morning. I learned that your full name is Frederick Douglass Haynes III. Yes, sir. W- what is the significance of Frederick Douglass in your family? I compelled everybody to adopt that name. Right. Well, my uh, grandfather, he was orphaned at the age of four. Mm-hmm. And as a consequence, he was raised by his aunt and his sister, and they called him Bubba. And this is in West Virginia back in, what, the early part of the last century? And when he first went to school, he didn't have a name because he had just been called Bubba. Mm. And so when he gets to school, the teacher says, what's your name? And at that moment, because he had been taught about Frederick Douglass, you know, he just adopted on the spot Frederick Douglass Haynes. Mm -hmm. And so he became... You know, a civil rights at- activist, uh, one of the first. He was the first African-American to run for county supervisor in San Francisco. And so my my point with him is he taught me in life, you don't, what, discover who you are, you decide who you are. Ooh. And he did that at the age of nine. He's been a model for me because, again, he used his skills of oratory in mm-hmm. order to impact the world, set people free, and really change a nation. Yeah, and he made me feel like um, this is one of the reasons we have to be engaged with political leaders. Oh, no question. You know no what I'm question. saying? Like, a lot of people like to call you, oh, you and Uncle Tom, you'll sell out if you're engaging with, with, with political leaders, but I think that you have to be. Right, as far as I'm concerned, he pushed Abraham Lincoln to do what Lincoln did. Absolutely. And so that is an unsung part of our history, uh, but you don't have an Emancipation Proclamation without the influence and the exertion of power that Frederick Douglass, who self-taught himself how to read, yeah. how to write, uh, and use that skill in order to impact a nation. There's people that think that church and politics should be separate, but clearly you're not one of those people. So talk about the importance of being political and being active when it comes to your civic duty in the church. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, we talk about this scripture that says the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. What's interesting is A definition of politics from a boy, Michael Eric Dyson, is politics is the art of what? Distributing resources. So if the earth belongs to God and politics is about distributing resources, shouldn't God have something to say Mm. about how resources are distributed? Mm -hmm. And so when you look in the Bible and you see what? Uh, Over a thousand scriptural references on justice justice should inform our politics. If it doesn't, then you have a lot of the junk that we have today. But a lot of the government, the government also uses the Bible to distort, you know, no uh, question. society as well. No question, no question. I mean, sadly, the Bible has been misused and abused. I don't know if you, I'm sure you all have seen this, but there's a, a, a piece down in D.C. now, uh, the Slave Bible, where in the 19th century, missionaries from uh, England took this Bible that was heavily edited. We like the word redacted today. Mm -hmm. They literally extracted from the Bible the Exodus, anything Jesus said about freedom, and that was the Bible they used to give to slaves. And so 
that DNA in the Christianity that's often mispracticed mm -hmm. by a lot of white Christians is still operative today. It's an edited Bible mm -hmm. that basically says we're going to redact out of it anything that deals with justice because if we do that, then we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror and we're not going to like what we see. Do you and think a lot of people are, are stepping away from the church now because it seems like it seems like the church is big business. It seems like people are, are into church and... and right. Everybody's a pastor or reverend now because it, it's, a, it's a way to get money. You got 12,000 uh, people attending your church. I mean, uh, so, so again, everyone ain't stepping away from the church. You do have examples of churches that are still growing, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But we got to be real and recognize that there are a whole lot of people who basically, I mean, they say on social media all the time, that's why I don't go to church anymore. Mm -hmm. And they have examples that I understand, uh, but there are churches that will never get shine. They will never get a stage or a platform, but they're doing the real work. How do you get people to believe in something like the Bible when you can say, all right, these parts of the Bible are BS, right. but these parts of the Bible are good? Like, right. I'm always keeping the Bible in context. When you keep the Bible in context, A, you discover what brilliant, new, uh, brilliant biblical scholar Jerome Ross says, and that is none of Scripture okay. was written without being in a context of oppression. And so when we talk about what the my involvement in politics and and economic development that is rooted in what a a bible that in many instances matter of fact Jerome Ross says in all instances except for a brief moment during the reign of David oppression was the uh political yeah, and yeah, economic yeah. context Absolutely. so you mean to tell me if all of that took place in the context of oppression that the Bible says nothing about oppression. The Bible says nothing about politics. I mean, Jesus got lynched on a cross. Word up. And, and, and again, that lynching took place handed down by the Roman Empire. And so why would he get lynched on a cross and he was not a threat to the Roman Empire? Absolutely. And so I think that a lot of times we take the text out of context. And if you keep the Bible in its context, then truth comes out. What about people who use the context of the Bible to speak out against homosexuality? Well, again, I think that they're taking it out of context. If we're going to keep it a buck, number one, you got eight passages of Scripture that they misuse in order to abuse that community, mm -hmm. the LBGTQ community. Eight passages of Scripture, maybe, because some of them, if we're honest, Biblical scholars say they refer to uh, pedophilia and because there is no word in Greek or Hebrew for homosexuality. So the bottom line is you got a lot of lying going on in order to justify uh, their own, what, theological agenda, which is rooted in their own psychological issues doesn't it say being that they've never dealt with. Doesn't it say being gay? No, it says man on man is an abomination or something like that. Okay, but again, when you, when, when you deal with it in, in, in terms of the original language, uh, and again, eight passages of Scripture, maybe, mm -hmm. it's a big Bible, and you're going to pick eight passages to be passionate about. Okay, you got some issues I'm, that I'm real concerned about, right. especially when Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love your God Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Especially when the dominant narrative of Jesus was love, and you use the Bible to hate on a community that you have issues with. And here's what gets me. 
the more you dig into those who use and misuse the Bible to abuse a community, the more you discover, huh, okay, who you been sleeping with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> what's up with you? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, anybody who is passionately using the Bible in order to justify hatred, I'm concerned about your issues. And that's part of the reason why I think a lot of people don't necessarily follow church as as they should, I guess you can say, because you pick certain things out and you say, well, if the Bible says this, then what about this? Right. How can the Bible possibly say this when this means that? And it's it's it, it just seems like some of that stuff cannot possibly be right. Right. Because it's almost like that the, the old game you play. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something in your ear. By the time Absolutely it gets to 100 people, right. it's never the same thing, you know. Right. And that's how I feel like with the Bible and how some of the scriptures are being read. Right. No question. You can make the Bible say whatever you want it to say. Mm -hmm. If again you take it out of context. All right, we have more with Pastor Frederick Haynes. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Pastor Freddie Haynes. Charlemagne? What is it about hip-hop that <laughs> inspires you, though? Because you, you use hip-hop to not only reach young people, but you do put in your sermons. I've heard you quote Jay-Z, Nipsey Hussle. Like, what is it about hip-hop that inspires you? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, I mean, I've, I've done a sermon one Easter, for me, one of my best, and uh, was called The Breakfast Club because on, and you retweeted me. Mm -hmm. When Angela Yee did that, I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've made it now. But for me, on, on a serious tip, hip-hop number one, as Michael Dyson says, you have poets and philosophers from the pavement who allowed the streets to speak. Mm. And so, again, if I'm calling myself connected to Jesus, who really, again, put him in context, when you're reading the Gospels, where do you find him most? In the slums, in the trenches. In the streets. Yeah. In the slums with the people. That's right. And so my thing is, if I'm not hearing from the streets, there's no way I can witness to the streets. And so for me, I think it's very important that we recognize that hip-hop is the most what? Admired, appropriated, and attacked culture on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. There's a reason for that. And one reason is because hip-hop is not afraid to express truth in a raw fashion. Mm -hmm. We have, as far as I'm concerned, the most powerful expression of black power going on since the black power movement of the late 60s, early 70s, and hip-hop is carrying that ball. Now, what's the most difficult part, you would say, for your job as far as preaching the gospel, being an educator, being an activist? What is most stressful for you? Oh, wow. We live in a country where we could elect a 46 minus one, and that has created trauma, stress for a community that historically has always been already traumatized mm -hmm. and under so much That's stress. Right. And so right now, I mean, my counseling load has just elevated like crazy. Mm -hmm. And when I think about it, a lot that is behind it is the kind of nation we live in right now. and We're I, in the United States of anxiety as we speak. Well said, well said. Well, this is the, the U.S. of A., the United States of anxiety, and it's the United States of anxiety, the United States that attacks black people. Mm -hmm. And all too often, I hurt because I don't have all the answers. Right. So right now, to be honest, it's just an overload. Mm -hmm. 
I had that conversation with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Like, you know, you know, prayer is great and faith is great, but so is therapy. Yeah. And, you know, he agreed. And I think that's the thing. I think sometimes pastors have been the backbone of the black community for so long. And we right. go to pastors and we put our problems, you know, in y'all lap. But right. sometimes y'all don't have all the answers. Sometimes right. it's not a scripture for everything. Sometimes right. you got to outsource and say, you know what? I got a therapist or psychiatrist you should talk to. Oh, that's real talk. And that's why we have, thank God, for Dr. Brenda Wall at Friendship West, uh, and we've created a counseling community because, again, I can't do it all. Since you were talking about speaking, you do have this book, Rocking the World with Your Words, an essential you. guide to developing and delivering a life-changing message. Uh, my whole thing is I want to rock the world with my words. And so I, I, I even deal with how you find your voice uh, through your, what, past, your personality, as well as, you know, what God has uniquely done through you. Uh, and wants to accomplish through you by way of purpose. Now, question, if if, if you could ask the man upstairs one question, mm -hmm. what would the question be? Oh, wow. Just one. This has been private up until you made me go public. Uh, why have black folk caught so, so much hell for so long? I ask that question often, too. But, I mean, doesn't the Bible speak on um, us being the chosen ones and there's going to uh, uh, be a time after 400 years where... Where the last shall be first. I know I'm. I know I'm taking it all out of context. But isn't it something? Isn't it something along those lines? I mean, I'm a biblical scholar. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, but 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 on, on a serious tip. I mean, for me, that is real. It's just that okay, within the context of 400 years, you've had, you know, our sister who died last year, uh, who was raped in Alabama, Oprah gave a shout out to her, and I'm sorry, her name escapes me right now. Uh, she gets raped uh, in 1944 and dies last year and justice was never served. Mm. And so I get, and I'm with you on that, I promise you I am, that yeah, 400 years of oppression, no doubt, God's gonna turn the table. But it's during those 400 years that so many innocent people get killed. God, I love you. I know you up to something. I know I know this thing is going to change soon. But in the meantime, the meantime has been so mean to those who find themselves under the iron of oppression in this country. Why do you think black people are so forgiven when it comes to that? We talk about that a lot. Look that like, damn Bible. Like, we're so forgiven. Damn Bible with that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but you know it's because of that Bible, though. No, 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 no. Yeah. That, that's real. And, and and I would say the damnable way that the Bible is misused in order to abuse people. And one of my favorite people is a brilliant woman, a scholar, Dr. Stacy Floyd Thomas. She says this, uh, DJ, and that is, it ain't that we're forgiving, we're accepting. Why? Because she says there's a difference between forgiving and accepting. When you forgive, it presupposes you have power. Jesus says, forgive us our debts. That means you owe me. I'm in a position of power. Mm -hmm. So I forgive you because I have the power to do that. Mm. And so you're talking about people who ain't got power. What was that shit me? You know, I like that. I'm gonna tell you, no, go ahead, why finish. I'm gonna tell you why I love that. Yeah, I know, just why now. did you do that? Crazy. So you're talking Sorry, about bro. people who are powerless talking about forgiving? No. No, we you're, can't. You're, you're, you're accepting, yes. but you're not forgiving because you're not in a position to do that. You ain't got the power to do that. Mm. And so as far as I'm concerned, it ain't that we're forgiving, we've been accepting. Woo. 
And until we deal with the difference, the sad reality is we're going to keep on accepting what we shouldn't accept, which precludes us from ever gaining real power. And we appreciate you for joining, man. Mm. The book, Rocking the World with Your Words. Yeah, Freddie. Dr. This, Frederick Haynes. This can't be your last time up here, my brother. Oh, man, thank you. I'm, I'm honored. My, my daughter turned me on to The Breakfast Club years <laughs> ago. She Even while she works for me, uh, I know that there's a certain time of day I ain't even gonna talk to her. She's she watching the Breakfast Club. Well, we appreciate her, even though she went to Howard. We yeah, still shout appreciate out to her. Daughter. And, Fred, and Frederick is really who he says he is. I met him out in the streets. Oh, I met man. you outside doing yeah. the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he is who he says he is. Well, thank you for joining us again. I appreciate you all so much. Please keep up the great work and keep challenging these folk who are running for office because what you've done that I love so much is that this election is not going to settle for symbolic politics. Mm -hmm. If you ain't dealing with black issues, don't even come to the black community. And you all are making candidates actually face up to what are you going to do? What's your vision for black people? Because we deserve to have our agenda and not just be taken for granted. And if it ain't for the Breakfast Club, a whole lot of folk would just slide on through. Thank My you man. for joining us again, brother. Give me your Twitters man, and Instagrams you. and all that stuff too, Fred. Oh, yes. I'm on Twitter at FH Unscripted, and uh, that's also my Instagram, which is run by my daughter, uh, Howard, and uh, <laughs> and then on uh, Facebook, Frederick D. Haynes. Envy, right. and Envy going to look and see how much followers you got right now. That's why you ain't got no followers, because you got somebody from Howard running. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. yeah. I'm really intrigued with Area 51 now. Man, shut up, man. I really so am. late. Why did it so long? I don't know. I, I didn't even care oh, about it. I didn't 51. believe in aliens. You should join the people's storm, and you should be on the front no, line. I started looking it up, and I'm like, this is very interesting. And, and not even the fact that it's aliens. It's that people really believe, and they're really going there, and they're risking getting shot all and killed, years, and been, videotaping it. Years, it's mad cool. All these years I've been on this radio talking about extraterrestrials and aliens, and you look at me like I'm crazy now. All of a sudden you're intrigued. Area 51 I've been around since the 50s, bro. I'm not. I'm not intrigued with the alien part. I'm intrigued with people going and really risking their lives to get shot. To oh, see you want to see there. people just get shot for no reason? Cut. Yeah. Book a party in Chicago. <laughs> Come on, Chicago ain't that bad. Hey, I want to uh, salute Dave Chappelle. Uh, I was at Dave Chappelle's show last night. Um, I went to go see him on Broadway. If you can afford to go, you should go see Dave Chappelle on Broadway. It's worth it's, it's worth the price of admission. They don't have any of those uh, deals you can get to get tickets. Check like coupon. I have no idea. I paid for my tickets because I support black business. Okay. And Dave Chappelle is black. I don't know if you know that or not. How much were the tickets? Uh, for me, it was a friends and family discount. No need for me to put the price out there. <laughs> oh, okay. Lord. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was it wasn't it wasn't cheap. But all I'm saying is if you can afford to go, go. And uh, John Stewart actually opened up for Dave Chappelle last night. I think, you know, if you've been to a Dave Chappelle show, you never know who's mm -hmm. going to pop up on stage. Correct. Last night was John Stewart. Mm -hmm. uh, it was amazing. So I think that Damn, you should why go. you put Donnell on there? Donnell opened up Tuesday night. Okay. Yeah, he, Donnell is in Montreal for the, uh, I don't know, what, they got some type of festival out there? Comedy festival? Yeah, Just for Laugh, I think it's called mm -hmm. Just for Laugh. Yep. Something like that. I'm looking okay. at how much tickets cost just to see. How much what it say? What it say? For people who might want to go, what let's say? see how much it's these a pretty penny cost. now. How much is that? See tickets. Let's see. It's a pretty penny. How much? Hold on, it's pulling it up because it's all different prices. Tickets might may fluctuate based on demand. One hundred and fifty dollars for orchestra seats. That's Those high. are the lowest price. Oh, one hundred fifty. Oh, oh, that's that must be high. You must be touching the ceiling. Oh, yeah. wow, but you know what it is? There's only single seats left. Oh, so you, you got to sit. No then you got to sit somewhere else. Well, how much was yours? 
A little bit more than that. How much do you keep going? If, if we <laughs> want to sit a little closer. orchestra seats, they don't look that. But the only thing is that it's so you'll just be sitting alone. That's the problem. That's whack. Take your girl with you. You and she's on yeah, one so side. Yeah, so these are all the $150, and they're all orchestra seats, which is not bad. Now, come on. What about closer? Let me see. Let me look for a different date. Listen, it's a good show regardless of how much the ticket prices cost. Like I said, if you can afford to go, you should go. It's oh, a good man, show. Oh, man, now I have to click to verify. Come on, yeah. I'm all right. Right. Now I got to select which one is a... In this order, this is going to take too long. There's too much verification. I guess people keep on... Are you trying to buy tickets right now? I'm trying to tell people how much it costs. I'm going through the motions All like right. I'm about to buy tickets so I can tell you how much these tickets cost. All right. Are tickets. Oh, it's pulling up. Oh, boy. boy. Oh, that one sold out. Oh, you got dial-up or something? Your computer's mad slow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's sold out, this one. All right, forget it. Because it's him and Joe Rogan. Oh. Uh, well, we got rumors on the way. Uh, yes. Uh, we are going to talk about Aisha Curry. I don't know why y'all be bothering this woman. She just be minding her business. Her Millie Rock was hilarious yesterday. All right, oh we'll get gosh. into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Aisha Curry. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Man, y'all be harassing Aisha Curry for no reason. Now, she posted, yesterday was a dream. We celebrated our fourth international smoke opening in Del Mar. I can't thank the team enough. I have no words. This will never feel normal. I am so grateful. Thank you to my family and friends for coming to support me as well. We didn't get pictures because we had way too much fun. So she's having a great time. Opened her fourth restaurant, right? Only problem is that people keep on going in on her now. They were making fun of her for her hot girl summer uh, definition and here's what she said when asked about what the hot girl summer is okay so I guess I'm not that cool of a mom because I just had to ask somebody the other day what is hot girl summer but apparently um, you know there's this song that's out right now by a group girl group called city girls and I guess they want the nation to embrace and all the women and men yeah. to embrace that way of, of being. I guess it's just being your best self in your own skin and living your best life, but in the summer. Okay, so that was her explanation, except that obviously it's a song by Megan Thee Stallion, and she had to clarify what that meant. So first I used to apologize to Megan Thee Stallion. My bad, girl, there's too many summers going on, and he put me on the spot. And she put laughing and praying emojis, and that's when Megan Thee Stallion responded, and she said, on Twitter, being a hot girl is about being unapologetically you, having fun, being confident, living your truth, being the life of the party, etc. And so that's her explanation. It is too many summers going on, but um, always remember, people, I don't know always works. It's perfectly fine to say I don't know when asked a question that you may be confused about. Because he did it like you're the cool mom. So what's a hot girl summer? She was like, uh, I just say I don't know. What, what's wrong with saying I, I don't know? She tried know. to give an answer. She, she tried. She said she had to ask somebody what it was. That's what and she so, should have started with and that's closed a, with. That's what she started with. She said, I had to ask somebody. I don't somebody. know. I have to ask somebody. No, she said, I had to ask somebody, and that's, I guess, what they told she her. She still gave a wrong definition. <laughs> it wasn't completely all the way wrong, except that it's not the She was in the girls. ballpark. Right. She was in the ballpark. It is living your best life. She hit the rim. And that's what she said. All right. Now, she also got made fun of for Millie rocking as she was opening her new restaurant because she was so excited. Why was she Millie rocking? If you have Revolt TV, I'm sure you can see what her Millie rock actually looked like because she opened her new restaurant. <laughs> this move right here. Look at this. Look at this one. Look, 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 look at this one. Look at this one. Look at this one. I like that sturdiness. 
It kind of looks like when Envy was learning how to do the Millie Rock. I ain't mad at her. That looks like a look. She's having a great time. She opened her restaurant. She probably had a, a, a few glasses of wine, and she <laughs> Millie Rock with her husband. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, well, I'll Steph, do it with my wife. They were killing her for that? Yeah, yes. they killed her. And Steph Curry actually defended her. Slow news day today, I see, huh? Just make sure y'all send me the video of uh, you dancing at your own restaurant opening. Woo. Keep Millie rocking. Light flex on you bum ass niggas one time. Little light flex. We opening up restaurants, okay? That's what's sturdy over here. All right? Yeah, I mean checks. if I were going in our somebody the said on Twitter, Aisha Curry should go to jail for dancing like that. <laughs> Come on now, sturdy. y'all are doing too much. Millie Rock okay. was kinda crazy. But I mean it was she's out with her man. I'll I mean, buy the block you Millie night. Rock on. I ain't mad at that. And then tell you to move. All right, but congratulations to her. Fourth restaurant. All right, and congratulations to Rich Paul, <laughs> super agent Rich Paul. He's LeBron's agent, as you know, as well as twenty other players. He's just inked in deal, a deal with United Talent Agency. UTA is one of the top talent agencies in Hollywood. They rep Kevin. Hart, Angelina Jolie, Tiffany Haddish. Well, now he's brought in his Clutch Sports Group, and of course, LeBron is one of those clients, and he's going to be the person in charge of the sports division over at UTA. So, congratulations to Rich Paul. Congrats. He said, this puts me in direct competition with the largest agencies in the world. There's nothing we cannot do for an athlete. If a guy wants to write a book, great. If he wants to be a Fortnite champion, great. If he wants to act, great. He wants to buy a surfboard company, fantastic. There is nothing that we can't do for the modern athlete. Remember when Rich Paul used to be around? Used to be around you all the time, back uh, in the day. Me, yeah, me and Rich Paul are friends. Yeah, still to Way this back, day. That was like years ago. Yeah, that's our guy. Yeah, shout out to everybody in Congrats Cleveland. To him. Yep. All right, and April Jones getting ready for the sixth season of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I don't Hollywood. understand this boy. Yes, and um, you know she's talking about. The fact is that she is she has two kids with Omarion, but she I guess is now allegedly dating Little Fizz. Here's what she said. He's definitely someone who I always consider just like an angel sent into my life. He has been there through the course of just that I deal with with the father of my kids. Just helping me in that aspect. I'm a single mom, I have no family in LA, and I'm just truly, honestly grateful for him. There's no relationship between Omari and I. I would honestly say that. We co-parent and we can't even do that. I would honestly say this is probably the worst that it has been in our relationship because we don't really communicate because he won't communicate. Uh, Yeah, you got my band member in the crib. Like, yes, we're not gonna communicate. Nobody else sees a problem with that? She also says that Little no. Fizz deserves vagina. But I'm not opposed to f***ing him, is that what you mean to say? I mean, I'm not. Sh- bitch needs some d- and I'd rather give it to a person that's my friend as opposed to someone who's just a guy that I'm knowing. He's deserving of the p-. Let's just be really honest. If I, I decide it. to give it to him <laughs> one day, I would be proud of that because I, I have given guys my vagina that don't deserve it. Oh. He deserves it. <laughs> I deserve it. Hey. Come on now. Preach, <laughs> April Jones. Drop on the clues bomb for April Jones. Why? You know, back in the day, I used to have a consulting company called PPM, which is Proper Poom Poom Management. Correct. Because there was a lot of women out here mismanaging their vaginas. And Would you rather that see woman her... to take her power back like that, I respect it. Would you rather see her with Fizz or Ryan Henry? Because she was on Blacking Chicago. That was my friend. And he was in her video. Oh. <laughs> Whoever values your vagina. That's my like, band member. like she said, she out here giving it to all of these guys who don't value it, all of these guys who you've been mismanaging it, mismanaging it all these years. I can't go on tour with you now. Why not? We can't stand next to each other and you, you just knock it I off my I just want to say there's a funny uh, tweet out now. Complex Magazine put out, Jerry Foxhoven, the director of Iowa's Department of Human Services, was told to resign for being an outspoken Tupac fan. He would regularly email employees inspirational Tupac quotes and images. They made him resign. Mm. So you can't Sheesh. sleep with the same girl, but you can sleep with the same manager, allegedly. See? <laughs> See? Just asking a question. See? 
You, see? Allegedly. Thank you for the rumor <laughs> report. Yeah. Courtney Rasby. You're welcome. See? See, I'm not messing with you. Courtney Rasby. Allegedly. I'm just saying. See? That's <laughs> your rumor report. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> we can tour donkey doing that. Donkey of the day, who you giving your donkey this? to? Some of y'all will figure that out later. But Charlamagne, who you giving that donkey to? This guy's crazy. I don't, I don't even remember. Oh, Rand Paul. <laughs> we need to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. This guy's crazy, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, donkey. This don't be a donkey. Because right now, you want some real donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yeah, donkey of the day for Thursday, July 18th goes to Republican Senator Rand Paul. Now, who remembers when the legendary John Stewart was on Capitol Hill testifying for the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund? Now, what is the 9-11 Victim Compensation mm-hmm. Fund? It is a fund to compensate the victims of 9-11, duh in exchange for their agreement not to sue the airline corporations involved. Now, the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund was set to expire, and back in June, John Stewart was on Capitol Hill fighting for the fund to be extended. Let's play some of what John had to say for those who forgot. There is not a person here, there is not an empty chair on that stage that didn't tweet out, never forget the heroes of 9-11, never forget their bravery, never forget what they did, what they gave to this country. Well, here they are. They responded in five seconds. They did their jobs with courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours. Your indifference cost these men and women their most valuable commodity, time. Hmm. It's the one thing they're running out of. Why would you be against this? Uh, the greatest terror attack ever on American soil, why wouldn't you still be taking care of your first responders? This is what I be saying about America. You have all these people in positions of power who claim to be so American, so patriotic, who get upset when Kaepernick and other football players kneel, when the national anthem is played, who get upset when people like AOC or Representative Omar have the nerve to use their freedom of speech to speak about things they don't like about this country. You call them unpatriotic, you say they hate America, you tell them go back where they came from, but when it comes time to take care of fellow Americans, they show who the real unpatriotic people are because yesterday the first responders' health care bill was about to be unanimous, unanimously passed. Unanimously. You know what unanimously means, right? Mm-hmm. All. Okay? Everybody. Correct. But one person, one monkey, stopped the show. Let's go to CBS 2 NY for the report, please. Mr. President, I ask unanimous consent. Kirsten Gillibrand was looking to fast-track the new 9-11 funding bill through the Senate, but was stopped by a single senator, Rand Paul of Kentucky. For any new spending that we are approaching, any new program that's going to have the longevity of 70, 80 years should be offset by cutting spending that's less valuable. The bill would reauthorize the Victim Compensation Fund through 2090, but Senator Paul says he wants to offer an amendment to pay for the bill. The bill already passed the House with 400 two votes, and Senator Gillibrand says they have more than enough support in the Senate. Senator Paul may have turned his back on her first responders today, but now we have a filibuster-proof bipartisan support of 73 co-sponsors in addition to myself, which means there are no more excuses for those on the other side. Now, let me break that down for you. Rand Paul says he's blocking because of the $22 trillion debt that America has. All right? Okay. Uh, all of that sounds good. But Rand Paul is the same person who voted in favor of President Donald Trump's $1.5 trillion tax cut. And by the way, that tax cut is helping drive a deficit increase. So Rand Paul doesn't mind U.S. deficit increases. He just minds U.S. deficit increases when he doesn't agree on where the money is going. 
on. I don't know why people are surprised, okay? You see how America treats its veterans. If they don't give a damn about the people who have fought for this country, why would they give a damn about the first responders of 9-11? Okay, I believe all veterans should get free room and board for the rest of their life, free health care. They shouldn't have to pay any taxes, and they should get a stipend every month to pay bills and eat. That's just my thoughts. So the same with first responders. I don't know what they get from the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund, but whatever it is, they deserve it. Now, I have to defer to people smarter than me when situations like this happen, and Jon Stewart is smarter than all of us, and he was on Fox News yesterday replying to Rand Paul blocking the vote, and he had this to say. Now he stands up at the last minute after 15 years of blood, sweat, and tears from the 9-11 community to say that it's all over now. Now we're going to balance the budget on the backs of the 9-11 first responder community. It's absolutely outrageous, and you'll pardon me if I'm not impressed in any way by Rand Paul's fiscal responsibility virtue signaling. At some point, we have to stand up for the people who have always stood up for us. That's right. And at this moment in time, maybe cannot stand up for themselves due to their illnesses and their injuries. He's right. Uh, there's absolutely positively no reason to block this bill other than being evil. All right, Rand Paul, you are the Grinch that stole the first responders 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund. Now, a statement came out that said Senator Paul is not blocking anything. He is simply seeking to pay for it. As with any bill, Senator Paul always believes it needs to be paid for. Duh! Not pay for it. Everybody who voted for it knows the bill needs to be paid for. And clearly, they know where the money is. So, Rand Paul, why are you the only person blocking the payment of it? I'm all for people standing alone. Why I try to fit in when you were born to stand out? But, Rand Paul, this is not the one to be alone on, okay? This is one of those times when going with the crowd is absolutely fine. You know when your parents are an, your parents are an adult would say to you, if all your friends jump off a bridge, are you going to jump? Yes. I am. This is one of those times you should have jumped nose first without a parachute. But the reason you didn't jump head first is because you don't have the heart of those first responders. Those first responders asked zero questions when it came time to help someone in need. They jumped head first, gave their lives for the benefit of others, something you, Rand Paul, know nothing about. Please give Rand Paul the biggest hee-haw. <coughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for that donkey of the day. Yes, ma'am. Sir, <laughs> I said what I said, Guys, and I said, uh, "Sir." I said what I said. I said, uh, "Sir." I said what I said. I said, uh, "Sir." Ma'am, What's a calm sir? down, ma'am. It's a sir. I said, uh, calm sir. down, it's a ma'am. Sir. Calm down, ma'am. That's sir. I'm going to human resources. Calm down, I ma'am. I identify myself as a male. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, ask ye. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Why? Nothing. If you got a question for Yee, call her right now. 800-585-1051. Whatever you need, relationship advice or any type of advice, hit her right now. She'll help you out. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? My name is Alada Kumbo. A what? Alada Kumbo. Yeah, Alada Kumbo. Okay, Alada okay, Kumbo. Okay, Kumbo. What's your question? All right, my question is, um, basically, I went out with my lady, my wife, and mm-hmm. um, we went to buy um, like some clothes and stuff, and I picked out a shirt. She was just, she did not like it at all. Okay. So, like, my instincts were telling me, you know what, just get this shirt. I think it looks good. And the day that I wore the shirt, multiple people and, and, and other women were complimenting me on it. So I I wanted to ask, like, should I listen to my wife or follow <laughs> my instincts? I think it could like, be a what? balance of both things. I mean, sometimes you and your wife will agree and sometimes you won't. When it comes to small things like 
buying some clothing. Go with what you like. We all have our own personal sense of style. Okay. Like, there's stuff that my boyfriend will wear that if I I would never have picked it out, but it turns out looking good on him, and I would never have picked that. So sometimes we're wrong. Just like I'm sure there's things that she wears that you would have never been like, oh, that's that's dope, but she liked it, and it looked good on her, you know? And sometimes we just have to, again, be independent and be our own person when it comes to things like that. No, I think that I think you're absolutely right. Okay, what does this shirt look like? Excuse me. It was um, it was a shirt from uh, what do you call it? It's the name of this some Primark. That's uh, it's a black shirt, like a black floral shirt. Floral shirt. Okay, good job. I'm picking something a a little edgy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Yee right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Lady J. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's your question for Yee? Okay, so I'm torn between the two. I have an ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. and I had a guy that I was talking to. He was a minister. Um, but I want to go kind of back with my ex-boyfriend. But... Um, I still like the minister, so I'm kind of torn between the two. I left my ex because uh, we were arguing a lot, and I make more money than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I left him. You left it because you make more money than him. I do. I do. I'm a construction worker, so um, that's what that was a lot of arguments because you know I'm like um, I make more money than you. How do I respect you if you don't want to you know meet my meet my money? Girl, you can't throw that in somebody's face that you make more money than they do. You, that could change at any moment. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, so with the minister guy, like I was messing with him. I really liked him, but I did something wrong and went to jail. The next day after I messed with him, so I'm like, okay, God, that was that was a sign. What'd you go to jail for? Um, traffic tickets, traffic tickets. Okay. But it was still that I was messing with him, and you know, like I said, I was in wrong the night before, and I went to jail the next morning. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I was what like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Maybe you, you know don't need to. I, I think you don't need to have a boyfriend. Maybe you need to just date. I like that. I think that was the best advice. Okay, great. Thank you, guys. You guys have a blessed morning. Okay, Can they you call too. you to ask you that? <laughs> My goodness. God damn. Hot girl summer. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Shy. Oh, Shy. What's the matter, Shy? You sound depressed. You sound hurt. What's wrong? What's wrong? She, sounds like she got an attitude. Right? Shy. Shy. <laughs> I'm not depressed. Anyways, I had a question. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about someone or a couple giving each other a free pass before they get married, but like a month before they get married. To go out and have sex with other people? Yeah, for like a night or a weekend. I, I think that's up to you, but it sounds dangerous to me. Who's, whose idea was it, yours or his? Mine. <laughs> really? So who do you want to have yeah, sex who with? Who do you want to knock off? I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's just an idea. I thought it would be a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea. You guys already have a commitment before you got married, so why would you do that? Now, I will say this. There are some couples who are okay with having an open relationship and having an open situation, and that's on y'all. I'm not going to tell anybody how to have their own relationship, but as far as having a free pass, are you sure that you're not going to be upset about this later on? Are you sure this won't lead to something else? Are you sure it's not leaving the door open? I mean, I wouldn't, how would I be sure unless I do it? I don't know. Exactly. You're not. That's true. I'm not. So just understand that there's consequences, and the consequences might be 
he stays in touch with this woman, you might end up getting jealous or feeling a certain way. He might end up feeling like that about you. Mm-hmm. Is that a risk you're willing to take? I guess not. Not, not necessarily, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I guess no. Then no. Okay. Well, there's your answer. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you could hit her at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so She's Gotta Have It has, unfortunately, been canceled on Netflix after two seasons. Damn. I, I didn't even watch the second season. The second season came out? Yeah, it's been out for a couple of months now. Oh. They did some great promo as far as um, items that they had that they sent out for the new season, and I love the billboards they did. Yeah. They had some nice artwork, but, you know, I did watch, like, a couple of episodes, and I hadn't finished it yet, so now I feel like I got to finish it. I it's wonder like what, it's our uh, fault. We didn't watch it yet. Yeah, I didn't know that it was out, and I wonder what uh, causes them to cancel shows on Netflix. Is it the fact that people just simply don't watch them? I'm sure. Because I've been hearing them announce their ratings lately. They never used to do that, but now they do that more and more. Right. Well, according to Variety, they're saying the show was canceled, but Spike Lee is reportedly expected to shop the series to other platforms. Okay. And there you have it. BET. I think BET be a great place for yeah. you. you got to have it. As long as they can pay for the production value that they had over at Netflix, too. Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. They got Boomerang and Being Mary Jane and Real Husbands of Hollywood. They had stuff like that over there. All right, now let's talk about Nas. He's coming back with Lost Tapes 3 and 4, and he actually had a listening party at Mass Appeal's offices with Static Selector on Tuesday night, and here's what he had to say. You know, put out the first Lost Tape 17 years ago. Uh, since then, you can imagine, I piled up a lot of songs since then, so I got enough for Lost Tapes 2 now, and a Lost Tapes 3, and a Lost Tapes 4. The next one won't be 17 years the next one, each one sounds different. I mean, Nas got a lot of unreleased music, so I'm glad to hear a lot of it. I'm here right. for that because... Well, uh, The Lost Tapes comes out tomorrow. Yeah, Nas is one of my top seven favorite rappers of all time, but I enjoy older Nas music than I have the newer stuff. So I'm very intrigued about hearing Lost Tapes uh, 3 and 4 because mm-hmm. it's old stuff, you know yep. what I mean? All right, so as far as Lost Tapes 2, that features production from Pharrell, Swiss Beats, Pete Rock, Alchemist, and Kanye West. All right, now, Blueface, since we're talking about new music, has previewed a song that he has of where he's talking about kicking his mother and sister out of his house. If you guys recall what happened, he got into an altercation with his mom and sister. It's two different sides to the story, but basically it involved his two girlfriends and some type of disrespect. Here's a little preview for you. Cause bitch, I'm the shit. Oh, my mom and my sis had to kick my own blood out. They must have forgot I was a crib. If I was his mom and sister and I could understand him, that would probably hurt my feelings. And if I could understand what he just said, I would probably have an opinion on well, it. Well, he but... said, oh, my mom and my sis had to kick my own blood out. They must have forgot I was a crib. Wow. A house divided can't stand, though. If your parents are blood and your sisters are blood and you're a crib, that's not going to work. Well, it has nothing to do with the gang stuff. I think he just kicked them out for some other stuff, but I guess we'll, we'll find out. Did he say blood? Oh, he meant blood, like, like his, blood, like blood. family. Exactly. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. That's what <laughs> all I All right, but in the meantime, Blueface, Blueface is going strong with his two girlfriends. They actually just got giant matching tattoos. Oh, nice. If you're interested in that. Right. All right. two girlfriends? Yes. You don't know the story? That's why he kicked his mom and his sister out. He had his two girls at the crib. Really? Yes, and said, Mom and sis, you got to go. I oh, got my girls here. excuse me, I'm not, not up on what all these youngins is doing. All right? Drop on the clues bar for Blueface for having two girlfriends. He kicked his mom and his sister out. Hey, man, I got two girlfriends. All right? I'm sorry, Mom. Come on now. You got to understand. I got two I got two mouths to feed, Mom. Come All right, on. now Katy Perry. She's talking about how she and Taylor Swift ended their long-standing beef. You guys remember they had been feuding for quite some time. I had no clue. And you are lying. You didn't know that? 
They didn't like each other. You don't remember that? Katy Perry and, Ty- and Taylor Swift. And Tyler the Creator. <laughs> Tyler, yeah. oh Tyler Perry and Tyler Swift don't like each other. Okay. Well, it all started when, according to Taylor Swift, P- Katy Perry tried to sabotage an entire arena tour. That's what Taylor Swift had told Rolling Stone back in 2014. And then remember the song Bad Blood? And they said that song was about Katy Perry. Oh, now we got bad blood. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know this, but don't know Blueface and and, and his beef? Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, here's what Katy Perry had to say about how they ended their beef. I sent her a literal olive branch and a note um, apologizing for my part in all of it when she started her reputation tour. But I started seeing her around the Oscar parties when she was, Uh, accompanying her her boyfriend and um, I just went up to her and I was like hey you know it's been a long time and I think we've we've grown up a little bit and I just wanted to say I'm sorry and that I'm really here for you and um, that I love you and you know I hope that we can be friends in the future. See sometimes you just gotta understand the bigger picture and look at things from other people's points of view as well. Yeah both of them want to be cool now that their music ain't selling like it used to. Taylor Swift is like the highest paid celebrity this year. Yeah, but her music still ain't moving like that. That's a pretty good year. Number one on that list. Well, her okay. tour is selling out. Well, Katie wants to be friends with her. Okay. Because Katie, because Katie, because <laughs> music ain't okay. popping like that oh, at right. all anymore. So Katie wants to be friends with Taylor again. I bet you if Katie was still having a thriving career, she wouldn't want to make up. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee, and happy birthday to our guy Trav. Today is Trav's birthday. It's Trav's birthday. birthday. Yeah, happy it's birthday, a bad bitch Trav. birthday. Happy birthday, Trav. Happy yeah, birthday, Today's Trav. also National Caviar Day, but Trav isn't interested in no raw fish. All right, <laughs> not at all. That's <laughs> not, not even a little thing. bit. Okay. Maybe yesterday. What was yesterday? National Hot Dog Day. Yes. Yesterday <laughs> was National Hot Dog Day. That is a fact. <laughs> Y'all gonna leave Trav alone. <laughs> your birthday fell on the wrong day, Trav. <laughs> we'll revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout to uh, Doctor and Pastor Frederick Haynes for joining us this morning. Absolutely. And yo, man, salute to Dave Chappelle. Uh, I went to see Dave Chappelle on Broadway last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can absolutely afford to go. You should go, okay? <laughs> All right. If you can afford to go. Oh no, if you can afford to go, the tickets ain't no joke. It's really? Dave, Dave Chappelle okay. on Broadway. You know what I'm saying? The tickets is no joke, and I I paid for my tickets. You know what I mean? Because I support things that I like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it's it's a really really good show. You know what? Today is my best friend from high school, Jamil. It's her birthday. She's the one. Me and her both took our moms to Bermuda uh-huh. for Mother's Day together. So that was a nice idea because then our moms could hang out while we were doing our own thing too. Cool. But um, happy birthday to Jamil. She just was saying she wanted to go see Dave Chappelle. You should go buy her ticket. Right. She How asked me about it. Um, I I don't I got I got a friends and family discount, but they were still a little pricey. You know okay. what I'm saying? But her boyfriend I mean, should take her. Like I said, it's, it's broad. <laughs> by the way, it's no for real. It's Broadway. So if you know if you, if you can afford to go, go. You'll thoroughly enjoy it. Sold out. It's sold out. And you know if you're easily offended, stay home. Okay. All right. If Did you have to lock your phone up in a bag? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, not me, but yeah. Everybody else did. All right. I didn't do it last time either. I definitely <laughs> had my, my phone wife. You just had to right. hide it. You might have to lock a photo. Follow the rules, <laughs> goddammit. Hey, follow the rules. Follow the goddamn rules. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
not here. I'm not like, babe, put your phone. Hey, hey, hey. hey they she, said me. She got a phone on her. All right. <laughs> Kick her out, bitch. Yeah. Kick her out. Kick Ev- her out. Evie, Evie, stop. You know what that feels like. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know. I did get kicked out. Okay, that. relax. No, F- y'all. All right. But I like that, though. I love going to a comedy show and they make you lock your phone up because that makes But well, why the- didn't you lock your phone up? Because I'm not going to record, but that makes the person <laughs> on stage feel safe. Right. And when they feel safe, they just loose with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. Well, when we come back, positive note is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to all our Boston listeners that listen on the iHeartRadio app. That's right, because they kicked us off jamming 94.5, <laughs> so they can only listen to us on the app now. I'm shout a- out to Ashley in the morning. What's up, Ashley? I'm going to be at Venue tonight in Boston, so shout out to all my people out in Boston. I'll be seeing y'all later on. Yes. Now, if, uh, if you heard us, if you hear us on the app, <laughs> tweet us or post, send us a message on IG so we know that Boston still cares a little bit. All right, that Boston still listens. All right, leave us on a positive note. Listen, uh, don't let life discourage you. Everyone who got where he is had to begin where he was. Breakfast Club, bitches. Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> 